gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are listening to Broken But Glorious! Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Officer, whatever they call you, I'm coming after you, you coward! Hello and welcome to Broken But Glorious, I'm Chris Lappin and I'm delighted to be joined by Nick David. Good evening, making my, uh, tr- uh, making my fantastic return. <laughs> I'm by freestyle wrestling author Oliver Newman. Good evening, uh, Nick, so, so looks like the, uh, he messed that up. <laughs> he messed it up. Yeah, I meant to say triumphant. <laughs> <laughs> I do this evening, lads. Not bad, not bad. Actually, uh, yeah, not bad. Just having to been driving into work this week because uh, Southern Railway in Thames Link have shut off the line between Brighton and Three Bridges. Ow. However, <laughs> it's not, uh, to be fair, it's actually made my, apart from driving the bus lane and getting 30 quid fine, it's, uh, <laughs> it, makes, it makes life easier for me. As it means I get home about 10 minutes quicker because I have to wait for a delay, a blank and delayed train. Yeah, it took me an hour and a half to get home from work today. Like, well, my girlfriend asked me to go to Tesco's and get a baguette on the way home, so I thought I'll go get the bus. <laughs> the bus that it said on the timetable doesn't run anymore, so I stood there for 45 minutes waiting for this oh, bus that oh. doesn't run anymore, apparently. And then I walked. <laughs> so then I walked. That's, that's why it's fun working from home. I don't like public transport. It only takes me a half an hour to walk home. I could, so I decided to walk to the next bus stop, and then the bus went past as I was walking. So I was like, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's so that's law for you. Yeah, so it was just just before seven, I got in. I was like, oh. I'm trying hard not to shout Jay from the in between. It's quite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So before we get into it, um, right, I went I went to Wrestle <laughs> Island on Sunday. <laughs> Uh, great show as always. Friends of the show, Alexis Falcon won the Island Rumble, despite entering at number one. Um, she is the um, current Ireland women's champion and is now the number one contender for Luke Steele's men's championship. So she'll be an interesting one going forward. So, so Alexis and Jay both entered one and two, and both lasted over an hour to be the final two. It was amazing. It was a great promotion. up as well. Yeah, yeah, that, that was amazing for intergender wrestling. And then, yeah, surprise appearance from he's Smash Mouth. Cri- Sorry? You know, he's, he's got a black belt and it's been as hard as fuck. <laughs> he actually tweeted out after the show that it's the only time he's ever penalty kicked somebody and felt sorry when he. Because he was against another friend of the show, Joe <laughs> Nelson. So <laughs> it was a great match. And it was just completely out of the blue. Nobody knew he was there. So. Yeah, I didn't think he went up north much. Well, like that's just like for like no disrespect to wrestle either, unless it's like someone like major like progress or or um, what's that one in the northeast of England, um, Define. Define. Yeah, I think. Yeah. He, I think he goes. I think he goes out with Tony Storm. She's local to me. That's right. Yeah, she's Bir- She lives in Birkenhead, doesn't she? Maybe. Yeah, I know. I know she lives on the world. So, she, so I don't think they live together. That would be the local promotion. 
Um, yeah, and another friend of the show, Cameron Solis, had match of the night against his long-time rival, Scott Uberman. Um, I'd highly recommend Wrestle rec- uh, Island to anybody with young families, old, new, new fans. It's a brilliant night out. It's every two or three months, and me and my family all of it. So, right, uh, Also, last week, me and Mark interviewed Jason from the Liverpool Exhibition Centre to promote the amazing for the Love of Wrestling event, which features The Undertaker, Bret Hart, Ric Flair, and since the interview, they've added Jeff Jarrett and Sid. So be sure to check that out. I also interviewed Drill about his first year as promoter. I've got plenty of interviews lined up in the coming weeks, so look out for them on Pod on Twitter and Facebook. This is the infamous Cameron Solis, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious. Um, so before we discuss the Elimination Chamber, I've got a few stories we want to discuss. So um, firstly, um, we would like to send our condolences to the family of Pedro Morales, who suddenly passed away. Morales wrestled for no- numerous promotions throughout his career between ni- 1959 and 1987. So he had a long career. He had two, run- two runs in WWF between 1970 and 1975, and 1980 and 1987. He was the fourth man to become the WWE Heavyweight Champion when he defeated Ivan Koloff. And he held it for over two years before losing it to Sadzdasiak in 1973. Morales was also the WWE's first Triple Threat Crown Champion as he was a two-time Intercontinental Champion and he won the tag team titles with Bob Backlund. So he had a great career. Slightly before my time, so... Unfortunately... I've not seen that huge amount from him, but he's quite impressed with the few matches I've seen. Yeah, a bit before my time, but uh, on what you said, a very impressive resume. Um, so, uh, no, it's a sad loss when anyone, anyone in the industry passes away. Um, but no, very impressive. Well, seeing all the comments on Twitter and what have you, it does seem like he was, uh, uh, obviously, back in the day, a very big part of, obviously, people in that in that sort of, in that era, that mix of it was mm. a big part of the area that he was in and um, no obviously I say never nice but a very impressive um, CV yeah just echoing Nick's thoughts really um, before my time as well um, I, I know the name and you know to go two years unbeaten with the, the World Heavyweight title you know shows the faith the company could put in him yeah and the fact that he could pull off you know good feuds and Great matches, um, so yeah, uh, it's it's another it's another loss for the the wrestling industry. Um, yeah, that's that's all I can say really. Yeah. Right, um, also, double or nothing sold out in four minutes, and it's shaping up to an amazing show with the likes of Hang Man Page versus Pack and Omega versus Jericho. Um, do you think this could be bigger than All In? All In. I think it could be. I think to also to be fair as well, whilst All In was obviously amazing, um, you forget it's obviously even got even more fan base now since the All In. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So I think that's what's got going for it. The fact that it's obviously it's all it's obviously its first own promotion show, so I think it's definitely got the potential to be bigger than All In for sure. Um, Amiga versus Jericho, even casual fans will that will sort of grab their attention two huge names in the industry um, so no I think um, 
I think it certainly will. I reckon it will surpass um, all them. Well, when you talk about the casual fan stuff, that, that was my reason for watching Wrestle Kingdom 12. 12, yeah. Uh, yeah, Omega versus Jericho. So, um, <laughs> if the match quality is as good or better than All In, then everyone's in for a treat. If you were to make one of these matches for the title, which one would you make it? Pack versus Page. Yeah. Uh, Jericho versus Amiga, <laughs> I think. Make, make them semi finals and have a final as the main event. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think, like you said, from a casual fan's perspective, that's what you've got to get to straight away. Um, yeah. The hardcore fans are already supporting them and will take them so far, but they need to get the casual fans involved. So it's. It, it's it's one of those in, in terms of it, the title probably needs to go on to Jericho, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not a good long term idea. Um, re, you know, regardless of what we think, Chris Jericho obviously is amazing and will go down as one of the best of all time. Um, but, <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, it's something that they're probably got to do to start off uh, all league wrestling. Yeah, I also asked um, Alicia Atu, who worked as a backstage interviewer at All In, for her thoughts on Double or Nothing. I'm Chris Lapp, and I'm delighted to be joined by the interview queen, Alicia Atu. How are you doing this evening, Alicia? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on. So you're the backstage interviewer, probably the biggest show of 2018 in All In. How did you get that gig? <laughs> um, I was at a Ring of Honor show, and I was talking with Cody, and... Once again, it was something that happened very organically. He was like, hey, Alicia, are you all in? And I said, no, but I would really like to be. Um, So um, we ended up talking, and next thing I know, he kind of surprised me, saying I was a part of the broadcast team alongside so many iconic broadcasters in the industry. So I, you know, it was pretty much those things where I told him I was free that day. He knew I wanted to be a part of it. And then I woke up one morning um, with this DM with Cody and all of the other guys. And next thing I knew, I was a part of, one of the most historic nights in wrestling. It was it was pretty amazing. Yeah, how crazy was Starcast? Did you go to that? Oh, it was nuts. I signed for all of the days. I yeah. hosted for Fight TV the whole time. Wow. I hosted for Starcast. It was just days and days of no sleep and meeting fans and running around and signing and hosting and ah, oh, I lost my voice after it, but it was <laughs> worth it. It was incredible. Like, I wish I wish I, I can't even explain the energy. It was amazing. I wish I could have been on that podcast alley whatever they called it because i've heard I've, i listened to a couple of podcasts who were on it and they were saying what an amazing experience it was so it must have been an amazing experience working with the legend um, sean mooney yeah um, i didn't get to work directly oh, right. with him but he went backstage well because he pretty much was the broadcast team didn't really work together no. unless you were on commentary because of course you're going to be conversing throughout the whole show um so he uh, mooney came in i think he had two promos filmed them and then he had to um, head out. He was done after that. Oh, but yeah. I got to meet him, say hello. He was absolutely lovely, and that was kind of the gist of it. Yeah, I really, I really, he started a podcast called Prime Time with Sean Mooney, and it's brilliant. So I'd recommend it to everyone. <laughs> he just has guests from the eighties, nineties. If you're a fan of that era, I'd recommend that that podcast. So obvious question: Are you going to be involved in Double or Nothing or AEW going forward? Or? 
Yeah, so that's something that I'm absolutely interested in, and I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, double or nothing sold out in like four minutes, and it's shaping up to be an amazing card. Four, four minutes. It's yeah. absolutely crazy. I was, I loved seeing that. It made me so happy. Yeah, and with um, the confirmed matches, we've got Hangman Page versus Pack and Omega versus Jericho. This could be better than All In. My, All In was my favourite debut. Of last year, <laughs> yes, it was my favorite too. And seeing how so much talent from All In is carried over and assigned to AEW, and they have so much fresh talent that wasn't a part of All In, mm-hmm. it's gonna be oh, it's just gonna be an amazing event. Like I'm so excited to see what they do with it. Huge thanks to Alicia for joining us earlier this evening, and um, you'll be able to hear a full interview with her on Friday. So there's been a new batch of performance center trainees released last week and um, the list included um is he really a friend of the show i'll say friend of the show trevor lee and um, he is a former <laughs> X, X division champion <laughs> and tag team champion in impact he's a friend of the show he is now eh? you know what I mean? everybody we interview is friends of the show yeah. friends of the show yeah of <laughs> former, <laughs> former ring of honor star um ach um paul allering's yeah. daughter rachel allering um, former Impact alumni Sam Shaw and one of Nick's favourites Jonah Rock. So, you excited for the possibility of these future superstars? I, I see it like a, a huge ups. Sam or Shaw, I thought he was fantastic in uh, Impact Wrestling. I thought character was so so unique, and then he seemed to drop off the face of the earth. You see, see, it just seems uh, he's getting going that character, and then it stopped. He comes with like a yeah, silly exactly. feud with. He had a silly feud of Anderson, and it just seemed to stop. If I remember right. But, um, I you know, usually we don't. We're not allowed to have long-term memories on this occasion. <laughs> kind of escaped me, in all yeah. honesty. But I, I was just a huge fan of the character. Yeah. Um, so yeah, huge upside for him. ACH is, uh, you know, incredibly athletic. Um. Rachel Ellering has shown a lot in the May Young Classic, hasn't she? I think. Yeah. If I'm probably the first one, so um, you know she's a good song. Um, yeah, and and Jonah Rock is someone I've heard of, um, but haven't really seen. So I look forward Make to seeing. Are you looking forward to seeing Jonah Rock in the WWE Nick? Yeah, well, yeah, him versus Walters. Uh, uh, I saw you know, obviously them wrestle that Riptide back in August. Wow. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was fantastic. And Joe Rock was brilliant as well. There's a few of them that I really like. They're, they're sort of talented big men. Um, I think Jonah Rock, Jack Cobb, Walter. There's um, there's a few of them who are fantastic. But Jonah Rock, yeah, really does excite me because, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing him in WWE. I think the matches that he can have against people as well. Um, are right, then last one um, the Generation X one of the cornerstones of the Attitude Era will be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame both key versions of, of DX are being recognised so, so it's a collective of six so Triple H Shawn Michaels China Road Dog, Billy Gunn and DX um, were you happy with this announcement? yeah I think the biggest news was China um, as part of the six that was the most important news, wasn't it? Really, it's a it's a low key way of getting China into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, 
Yeah, I've seen, I've seen some critics saying that it's, this is purely to appease the people who want China in the Hall of Fame without actually putting her in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, does that mean Shawn Michaels would be a two-time Hall of Famer, won't he? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Triple H would be a one-time. Big news, Billy Gunn as well, because he's a coach. He's obviously coaching it all, all, all elite wrestling, isn't he? So yeah. That surprises me a bit, but I guess if he's not actually in the ring for all elite wrestling, it's not too bad. And I, and I think even back in the day, didn't Ric Flair get announced in WWE all the while when he was with the Four Horsemen when he was in TNA? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But no, no, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's a good news, obviously, yeah, they're the biggest stable of all time, aren't they? Yeah. Um, you, you've got to set them more NWO. So, no, it's fantastic news. I can't help but think, I thought Undertaker was supposed to be, but I guess maybe they'll say, take it for when Mania's next. Yeah, definitely. It makes sense to put him yeah. in when he's the next time we're in Texas. So, there's no mention of Rick Rude, Tory, or Hornswoggle, who are all official <laughs> members of DX. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Um, Stephanie McMahon. So that that could be a back way of getting Rick Rude into the Hall of Fame as well. Yeah, I suppose Rick Rude, he he has been in the Hall of Fame on his own, hasn't he? No. Or is he not? Well, they only like to induct one dead person per year, if that makes sense. That's a great way of putting it, Chris. I can I can think of the right that was, that was something posthumous. I was trying to get, no, think of the right word. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of the right word. Um, yeah, that, that's what these that seems to be the the formula they go for. No more than one dead person. Yeah. They have one woman. They have a celebrity. They have a dead dead person and um, somebody who's recently head. retired. <laughs> who would you who would you have um, inducting them? Vince McMahon. Uh, uh, the Rock maybe. Was it in the Nation DX feud back in the day? Yeah, could be. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm... Eric Bishop. <laughs> Drew Carey. Drew Carey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, yeah, no, I think Mr. Mince McMahon's my my um, show. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of anybody who jumps out at me off the top of my head. Unless they do. Because nah. <laughs> it would have made sense if they put the five of them in and then had Shawn Michaels induct them as like the, the proper Attitude Era DX rather than the six of them. Because when I think of DX, I don't think of Shawn Michaels in it. I think of, I just think of the five. The Triple H China. Oh, yeah. Can't see him doing a full on speech though. See, the, the thing is, when you say about DX, though, DX took off when Triple H was at the head of the group. Yeah, I, really? I, I remember, when I think of DX, I think uh, Triple, Triple H, China, Road Dog, Gone and X-Pac. Exactly. So, um, yeah, Shawn Michaels could have done it, but Shawn Michaels, Triple H and China started the group in there, so that's why it's, it's all six of them, so... Mm. But yeah, going back to what Nick said, um, yeah, Billy Gunn is a producer for all the wrestling, so mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that, that is really interesting that he's going to be in the Hall of Fame, especially when he got released as well, didn't he? Yeah. Um, the, the, drugs, the drugs, wasn't it? I'm not 100% sure, but I, I'm 
imagine it was on the best of terms and then you're coming back and you're in the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, it's interesting. Hello, everyone. This is the interview queen, Alicia Too, and you're listening to me on Broken But Glorious. How should we move on to Elimination Chamber? So should, uh-huh. we, should we start with the crowning of the WWE Women's Championship? Um, was Sasha and Bailey the right choice for you to? Well, I said on the chat that I thought, based on last year, and they, they keep on having it in the background about Bailey and Sasha going one on one. I thought that they they might uh, that Sasha might have turned on Bailey, and it led to like a one on one match at WrestleMania. So I was completely off. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just you know, it's just really, really good match. Uh, the crowd were fantastic for it, uh, and that, that's what I want to say. At, at this point, possibly, you know, talk about it a bit later and stuff. That the crowd was really weird um, mm. for the for the whole show. They reacted to to this match. They reacted to you know a couple of things later on, but then and they reacted to the kickoff match, the cruiserweight title match, which was really really good, and they reacted in an amazing way for that to show like two hundred five live is you know still really important. Um, but then they, in between the, the the reactions were you know pretty much either barely there or non-existent so it was a really strange crowd I thought on Sunday did you guys pick up on that yeah it took them a while to start saying you deserve it at the end of the match there was a couple of boos I thought I heard but then, then the crowd got started going saying you deserve it you deserve it when they started crying at the end of the match I, th- I thought it was a it was a lot better than the men's tag team um, Chaben match they had a couple of years ago it was a bit yeah. sloppy to begin with. There's sort of sloppy moments at the beginning. I think they met, they nailed most of it. Yeah, I'm not really a big fan of the um, tag team uh, elimination chamber concept, to be honest. I think it's just uh, too many people in there at once. And, yeah. I think, yeah, it's too crowded. And I, I, I'm not dissing this match. It's, I thought the men's one a few years ago was a complete train wreck. Um, but um, I thought, yeah, this one was um, better. than I think, to be fair, if you're going to announce the belts, you might as well do it in a big way and it was probably the correct way to introduce the belts but um, no with Sasha and Bailey winning no complaints is probably the biggest tag name that can win it as the first ever women's tag team champions if that makes sense yeah um, I, I must admit I did agree with all I did think um, there was going to be a potential um, heel turn by one of the two um, but no I think um, yeah now they're the champions I don't know how long they'll keep them maybe one of them could turn at the actual grander stage of them all Mm-hmm. For a big WrestleMania moment, obviously in a bad way, um, but no, who knows? Uh, it's a, it's um, obviously a good start. And it's going to be interesting. So, what's um, is it going to be like the um, old undisputed champion with WWE? Is it going to be like are they going to be defending on both shows? Or yeah, I think they're going to be and and NXT. I heard so. and NXT was mentioned. Yeah, oh Christ! So it's going to be cross yeah cross so, all brands. So it should be quite if it's NXT UK as well, that would be amazing. Yeah, well, imagine, imagine well, when, when Tegan... Well, there aren't really female teams in NXT UK, are there really? How long do you reckon they'll have Raw and SmackDown's titles? They haven't, got a, they haven't got the depth at the moment. To... Yeah, you never know that in the future. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I, when Negan Knox and um, 
Dyer to Kai are both fit. That'll be an amazing team kick. Have them against them. That'll be a great match. And um, what what are they call them? Um, Shirai and the Space no, that's the Spain. Yeah, what are they call the something pirates, the Space Pirates or something like that. They what it's called. <laughs> but they'll 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 be great champions as well, I think. So, but the obvious storyline yeah. is to bring back the Glamour Girls, Jody. Martin and Elena Kai because they'd never lost the titles in 1989 so they can come back and say they're the rightful champions and challenge Sasha and Bailey. that's the obvious storyline to go with definitely the obvious storyline to go with <laughs> yeah, I think they're both in their early 60s now Martin and Kai so. <laughs> I think they're better wrestlers than we are though aren't they so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they never lost the belts the, the belts were just discontinued in 1989. But yeah, I, I just look at obviously what, what Nick thinks as well. Like it, it's, it's been in the background about Sasha versus Bailey on the main roster. Mm-hmm. And the best way to do the match would be WrestleMania. So maybe they they could lose the titles before then. or um, But maybe maybe that might be the kickstart to the, to the feud that would be after WrestleMania. Who knows? No, I think they want to keep them still think they want to do this four horse win versus four horse win thing so I think Bailey and Sasha's yeah. going to be well down the line now I um, suppose at um, WWE Championship Chamber so congratulations to WWE on the rise of Kofi it's amazing what one amazing performance could do to a career nobody thought <laughs> Kofi would be in the championship match no and wanting him to win or thinking he and getting gutted that he didn't win just that one per- that amazing performance in that goal match just pushed. We just got us to remember what a great wrestler Kofi is. So how much we loved him back in the day. Oh, he's That's the thing. He's he's been fantastic since he since he you know got onto the main roster. I mean, from ECW up until you know held the tag titles with CM Punk. If mm-hmm. you go back and watch those those matches, they they stand up. The, when he was IC champion, when he was United States champion, um, he's always had good matches. And then obviously, just because he's in this New Day role, you kind of forget how good he is. And uh, the corner match was incredible, yeah. incredible performance. And like 45 minutes notice, it, it was said. So that's incredible. Um, and then it was much like Santino from a few years ago when he... He got that really close near fall, um, that that kind of reaction, and then but it, it, obviously Kofi had a, a longer stint in the elimination chamber, and yeah, really really impressive. Um, and there's you know there's been a lot of talk that they want this match for WrestleMania now, which just goes to show, um, you know how how quickly he's risen again as a single wrestler. Yeah, I want to see. Brian versus Kofi is in WrestleMania now. So just based on the matches I've yeah. had so far. So. Well, exactly. I, I kind of think that Mustafa Ali is going to be the next challenger because of um, losing his opportunity. I think uh, if they try and put if they try and put Mustafa Ali now, he'll get booed. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, agree. No, I mean, for like fast lane or something. I think they, have to, they can't. They can't do it until after WrestleMania. They need to give Kofi this push until WrestleMania. I think that he'll get booed if they try and put him in against Brian now. Yeah, I think that's the 
Okay, so if Kofi's sorry, if, if Kofi's taking on Brian at WrestleMania, yeah, who's taking on Brian at Fastlane? I could see it being a six-man tag: the New Day versus Brian and Rowan and Harper. Joking Harper's going to join with Brian as well. Could do. That was just the name off the top of my head. <laughs> no, it's he's, not bad. He's so, been cleared. Um, he's been cleared. So. Yeah, it could it could well be then. I think. Um, yeah, I definitely think. Um, I think you've got to pounce on momentum, haven't you? I mean, you're so. I think, and also, I think the commentators helped with Kofi as well. Yeah. Um, the way they were sort of, um, um, the way they were sort of uh, giving him a bit of the push there as well, uh, putting him over. They were picking him up, weren't they? I think that really helps. I think it's vital when you do that as well, and especially the momentum when you've got the momentum on your side. The crowd did their part. I think it all led to a fantastic chain match. Um, it was obviously my match of the night. I thought it's brilliant. Um, lots of good spots, but yeah, Kofi was the particular highlight. Uh, I, I, I just really like I, like I like little basic stuff as well. I like the end with the new day coming out as well, mm-hmm. and just looking obviously happy with him and giving him the support. And it's, it was, it's refreshing to see because I mean you don't really get that enough I don't think that when, a, when a tag team sort of comes out or people come out and obviously no, we don't, we don't really see sort of when you're in a tag team you don't really go on a singles run as well but it's nice to see that sort of happening and um, sort of uh, them coming out because I think mean, a lot of the time when someone comes out you go well, here we go they're going to obviously they're going to turn on him sort of thing but I never thought that was going to happen no um, I think it was just Do generally you not think I, they were going to turn on him no, not at all. Not once. I know they probably might in the future, but um, yeah. Do, do you know? Do you think if he wins the title, they'll turn on him then? Potentially, yeah. Which I don't. I just don't. Say, I don't think. Well, I wish they'll just leave. Let it be. Let like. They can just. just leave, you can have a faction with one singles guy in a tag team. Exactly. And then yeah. Then swap yeah, swap the sure singles guy out. And he's only he's only thirty seven, Kofi Kingston. So he's got. If they put him in the main event now, he could be there for four or five years. Cause he's yeah. in fantastic shape, and like um, AJ Styles, forty two. Bobby Roode's, I think he's the same age. Um, Finn Balor's older than him. I know, but I think he's only a couple of months older than him. So. I think they definitely need to pounce that on momentum because they've missed they've missed opportunities before in the past where someone's really over someone's the flavour of the month and they haven't pounced on it or they've left it way too late like Elias Strowman Bray Wyatt yeah they leave it too late and then by the time they do better pull the trigger people are a bit bored on them yeah they're a year too late on um, Roman Reigns everybody wanted him to win Dolph. the Royal Rumble they didn't I want him to win Dolph it. missed the chance as well yeah Dolph they should have done it in 2012 not 2013 um, I think by the time you push someone it's, it's, it can be a bit too late and the crowd aren't they're like oh great this is good but well we're a little bit late so wrestling fans aren't idiots so they're not gonna <laughs> they're not gonna uh, obviously um, go oh actually yeah we did love him the year ago why don't we start cheering him again sort of I thought it was an incredible match I think it's possibly one of the best chambers ever that's for four fun, phenomenal Action, a hot crowd, and stellar performances from Kingston and Bryan, which made that outstanding. It looks like they're setting up Orson versus Styles at Mania. That would be a fun match, I think. Nice contrast to Styles. I don't know. I prefer the match that I had said last time, to be honest. But obviously, with the rise of Kofi, um, possibly isn't going to happen now. But Styles, Joe, and Bryan was what I was looking forward to seeing at Mania for the title. It looks like, well, based on last night's, it looks like Orton Styles and maybe Joe versus Jeff. 
I did like um, st- uh, if I look for some negatives, I think I gave that a lot of praise that train. But um, why is Samoa Joe going out first? You think we went up? We also yeah. went, we went up first at the Survivor Series as well. So. Yeah, no, he did. He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's 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 the Bray Wyatt syndrome, isn't it? Really, they don't kind of know what to do with him, and Braun Strowman as well. They they don't know what to do with Samoa Joe, uh, and it's it's a shame, really. He could have been Universal Champion, great back of great balls of fire, like you said, Nick. They don't pull the trigger on people at the right time. Uh, he could have quite easily been Universal Champion, and then everyone was formerly behind him. Then he goes through this um, feud with AJ Styles, who brings his family into it, and you've got to use that distraction to become the champion, and he doesn't become the champion. And yeah, it's just another instance where they uh, they haven't done what they needed to do, and. He's now, um, you know, he, he's not, not the commodity that he once was. No. And he, he needs to get back to that, really. I thought he was getting back to it by going after Jeff Hardy. Um, that was quite that was quite an interesting feud. And obviously Mustafa Ali as well. Um, yeah, and, and if, he, if he goes after one as well. But it's, it's one of those where he's, uh, he can't be coming out first in the... In a you know elimination match, uh, that's that's the wrong thing to do. I, I loved his feud of stars this year. I thought that was brilliant. I thought the matches were good. I just really wish. I think he needs the belt, doesn't he? he, he, he um, or even a belt. He isn't one anything in WWE, or apart from the NXT. Definitely NXT. No. Yeah, he's not won a title in WWE, which is the basis of his feud with Jeff Hardy. I thought the matches against stars were good, Nick, but the. The feud in general, and I'm not a fan of when they bring families into it and stuff. I think, um, who can you realistically feud with going into main or do you know, just get put in a big, in a multi-man match? He'll either get put in a multi-man match for the US title, or I can see him and Jeff for the US title, or just him versus Jeff. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather, yeah, it's a tough one, isn't really, yeah, it's a tough one. Should we have a big man on SmackDown? He can feel like a big lad. Rusev would be good. But it looks yeah. like they, it looks like they're doing a Rusev Nakamura tag team. What's that been dropped? Well, I, was, I was hoping for Nakamura versus Mustafa Ali for the US title. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of, lot of changes that's got to happen to make that happen. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, I, think the US, I reckon the US title will get the US title will get the ladder match. To be honest. Well, Drake Maverick said on Twitter that uh, on 205 Live there's going to be a huge announcement that made mm-hmm. about the Bruce and Great title. So oh, yeah, they could get the ladder match. Yeah, that might get the ladder match if there is to be one. Yeah, I imagine they'll be on the pre-show. The Bruce Wade's won there, Mania. Hopefully not if they're in a ladder match, Nick. <laughs> Don't have a me, I'm just uh, saying how it is. No, no, but if it's a ladder match, it I'm better not be on the kickoff show. I'm an advocate. <laughs> right, Ronda looked awesome dressed as Bron- uh, Sonya Blaze from the new Mortal Kombat game. So Then she squashed. Don't give a damn about my reputation. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then she destroyed Ruby Riot in Poor. what has to be the one of the worst uses of a person I've, I've seen in a while, to be honest. Yeah, a minute, really a minute 42. Yeah, she squashed Paul Ruby in minute 42. Yeah, I'm absolutely shocked. Could have been quite a good match as well. It's a shame, though. Exactly. Yeah, but that, yeah. That, that wasn't the reason for the segment. The reason was they wanted to get Charlotte into the ring to do a stare down with. As they look off into the distance, the sight of Becky Lynch coming in on crutches. I liked how they went back to show you what happened at Hell Show. That was quite cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Big fan of stuff that happens at Hell Shows. <laughs> yeah, then um, Becky struggled to get into the ring as Charlotte looked at her as if she was pathetic, and then Becky took her crutch and just beat the shit out of Charlotte, which was glorious, I thought. Um, chance that she's the man. It's even better when she said, Rod, they could go and do the same, and then she beat her as well. Did anybody else you know think they were going to do like a lightsaber battle with crutches? Do you not think she went a bit, oh, Becky, I mean, she's suspended, for God's sake. <laughs> it's still real to me, damn it. Now, um, I think um, no, I think that that, that was, it was a good segment, but I think the only negative was the fact that they could have given Ruby at least five to ten minutes, not two seconds. Um, that was a negative, but the segment as a whole was pretty good. I did like it. Actually, fooled me when um, when she gave him the, the crutch and then attacked her from behind. Oh, that was great. Um, <laughs> but, but Ronda Rousey looked a bit. Know, she looked a bit gormless, I think, in the segment. Um, I don't say that because I had to beat me up. But um, <laughs> she um, it, like she just looks a bit lost. Like I don't know. Like it's she like, does listen know. to Broken Book or this Nick, so you gotta watch your back. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just thinking. I mean, I don't know where I'm looking too much into like what a normal person would do. But say if, I don't know, I'm a bit of a, a rival with someone. I give them a crutch. If someone's giving me a crutch next, they've got a hand. I wouldn't turn my back on them. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just look at the common sense here. Like, I mean, it just seems. Well, then, think about this way, Nick. Before uh, Becky Lynch became the man, how many people turned on her, and how many different opportunities did she give people to not turn on her? So maybe they're painting Rosie like they used to do Becky Lynch. That's true, actually. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. Turned on her, didn't they? I think everyone did. So then Becky got arrested to a huge pop with a huge grin on her face. It was very Stone Cold-esque, I thought. So, and then, yeah. Was she arrested? Well, they couldn't decide whether she had her arms tied behind her back or not because she kept moving her arms to her side and then they kept putting them back behind oh, her back. Oh, there's someone on crutches. <laughs> <laughs> well, she walked out under her own power. She didn't walk out on crutches. Yeah, yeah. Right, so, do you want it to be a triple threat or do you want it to be just Becky versus Ronda? The money's Becky versus Ronda, in all honesty. But Charlotte is such a supreme athlete that she'll make the match... Uh, a little bit better, but everyone wants to see Becky versus Ronda. I'm, I'm, cha- I'm changing my mind. I'm wanted to be. I think this is one of the best build to a triple threat match ever. 
So I, my, my, uh, last week I would have been Ronda versus Becky, but I want it to be a triple threat now. <laughs> Alright. Um, I'm a bit worried they're going to go down. I hope going down the route of um, WrestleMania 2000 with a McMahon in every corner. Oh, put, put Oscar in there as well. Um, well, I don't know. Well, I was more thinking. Oh, just I was three of them. I was more thinking triple threat match, but well, maybe you could. I was more thinking triple threat. <laughs> then maybe Shane takes Becky's side and Triple H and Re- Steph together behind Rousey and Vince obviously behind Charlotte. Oh yeah, that could work. I guess. I hope, I hope it doesn't do that. But... <laughs> well, no, I, I'm hoping that doesn't happen. But... You could understand Shane taking Becky's side, yeah, uh, because he can get her back in the match, kind of thing. Vince takes Charlotte's side, but it wouldn't make Vince and not, not Vince uh, Triple H and Stephanie to take Ronda's side when they've had that match at WrestleMania, and how many times did Ronda? tried to break Stephanie's arm and stuff. But <laughs> that's, that's the only thing you could kind of do with it, so I see where Nick's coming from. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't want that, though. If it's going to be a triple threat match, I don't want the man, the man's involved. Yeah, keep, keep the man out of it, yeah. Just, well, just, just, let, just let the action speak for itself. Isn't Vince kind of involved now? Yeah, he is. But, you know, it, it, he's just changed the match, hasn't he? He doesn't need to be... No chance! ...in any, anyone's corner. No chance in hell, you've got <laughs> no chance. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on the show as a whole? Good. Uh, not, not amazing, but I'd say good. I think the main event was excellent, and that's already... I know it's already in February, but that's match the year already, I think. Um, I think it... Which is, I'm trying to think going back to the Rumble as in a few weeks ago yeah I'd say the Elimination Chamber was pretty better than most was better than every match at the Rumble it's, it's, a, it's a lot better than I thought it was going to be I wasn't really looking forward to it but it's, I, enjoyed, uh, I, enjoyed, I think I enjoyed every match apart from the Braun Strowman match I forgot it was even I forgot the pay-per-view evening was even on until I forgot all about it until Sunday morning until Sunday afternoon even I forgot, <laughs> forgot all about it to be honest mm. um uh, someone who still watches Ron Smackdown most weeks <laughs> um, I forgot all about it but no um, good pay-per-view so I, I wouldn't say it was better than the Rumble as a whole show but the Rumble was probably the best pay-per-view of the year yeah um, but I would say um, main event made it a fantastic main event made it a good show but the main event was obviously a fantastic match match of the year but I think it it almost it balanced it out if that makes sense yeah I, I enjoyed the women's tag team title match. Um, I, I thought the crowd was kind of up and down. I thought they were fantastic for the kickoff cruiserweight title match, which uh, you know was surprisingly, you know, really really good. Um, just because you don't expect that on the kickoff show. So if you haven't seen that match, go back and watch it, lads. It's uh, definitely worth the time. Um, I, I wondered when I was watching like Braun Strowman against Baron Corbin when this feud's going to end in all honesty I, mm. I says to you off air Chris is this the beginning of Corbin, uh, Strowman sorry Strowman beating Corbin 
McIntyre and Lashley for the Intercontinental title, which was your booking yeah. uh, from the previous show. And then obviously he got slammed for a couple of tables. Cool visual, to be fair. The shield powerbomb through. That's that. so they're, they're not going to shield powerbomb him, are they? No, he did. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so that was impressive. Um, Finn Balor winning the Intercontinental title. His first, well, his second. Uh, major championship obviously had the universal title but that was only for a day um, it's his first title for so, two and a half years I think yeah so that was impressive obviously uh, Sam Roberts said that he doesn't do anything unless he's the demon so mm. he's continuing <clears> to <throat> say random stuff on the panels Yeah, which is really strange he obviously slagged off Bianca Belair on the, uh, the NXT takeover panel <laughs> Um last month and yeah the the main event was was made by uh kofi and, and daniel bryan it was a hell of a performance and when he was saying to him you know even on just going back to smackdown a second when he said to aj you know it's been 11 damn years and you could really get behind him you can you know you feel you feel mm-hmm. for him and and the the right has gone and so that's why they've uh, they've done fantastically building him up and um, yeah to put him down with a couple of uh, Shiku knees to the face not knees to the face because obviously it was Kenta's move Hideo was army now and going back to Kenta I would imagine because he's left the company <laughs> um, you know he, he had to do it a second time which makes go if you look uh, almost superhuman yeah. so yeah I, I would be against seeing them two again. Um, there's going to, you know, Brian's fast lane opponent's going to be named uh, tonight, tomorrow morning on SmackDown Live. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, uh, a long feud between the two would be would be amazing, and I could see the, you know, that could be a rivalry for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing would touch it to be honest, because the fans are forward behind. Kofi Kingston, they respect Brian for what he does in the ring, but they don't like being preached to. So, yeah, it's got all the elements to be uh, really special to 2019 for for Kofi Kingston. This this could be the one. I mean, you know, when they uh, New Day had a feud with the Vaud villains, mm-hmm. and Kofi said, you know, 2009 was my best year and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, ten years later. Hopefully, 2019 is when he he reaches the pinnacle. Who do you think will get a bigger pop if, for winning the title, Becky or Kofi? At WrestleMania. Uh, I, I think Kofi. In all honesty, because Becky, she, she's already won that title. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the fans are forward behind her. She's the Stone Cold Steve Austin of the women's division. It'd be a fantastic moment, but Kofi, 11 years to get to the heavyweight title, mm-hmm. um, that would be amazing, in all honesty. Nah, Becky, Becky for me. I, I did get what you're saying about Kofi, the years, but Becky's the most loaded person in WWE at the moment. <laughs> I, I understand that, Nick. It's just obviously the underdog is, is Kofi Kingston. Becky, Becky Lynch is. You know, on top of the division, really, without being champion, she's as good as the, the people above her. Um, 
who are champions at this moment in time. Kofi Kingston's coming out of nowhere to possibly win the WWE heavyweight title. So um, it'll be interesting. Uh, hopefully they go that way. Well, we know how fickle. <laughs> so I think yeah, that. No, I Go on. As I was say, my thoughts were that's probably three three straight WWE pay per views that have been really good. Um, the two chamber matches were amazing, and they them alone are probably what I'd recommend the show on. Um, if you throw in a very good cruiserweight match as a fun tag team, SmackDown tag team match, winning the IC title, and then a brilliant Becky Lynch segment to top it all off. Kevin Owens on the pre-show rekindled the age-old question of pineapple on pizza debate. So what are your thoughts on pineapple on pizza? It's not for me. Mm, um, no, not for me. I can get... Uh, no, not for me. <laughs> no. I'm a cheese and tomato guy, so that's that's all I care about. Um, Meat should be on the pizza. I'm throwing anything on the pizza, and it tastes all right, probably. <laughs> what about pineapple? Uh, it's, it's got to be the main pizza toppings are going to be chicken and sweet corn barbecue uh, chicken the mushrooms <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, a bit of pepper on me a bit of ham um, barbecue sauce <laughs> a bit of well. um, yeah, I'm currently drooling all down my face <laughs> So I, I asked um, Cultaholic Adam Pachiti for his thoughts and here's what he's had to say. <laughs> I'm Chris Lappin, I'm delighted to be joined by Cultaholic Adam Pachiti. How are you doing? Hello, I'm um, very well, how are you? I'm brilliant, yeah. I'm brilliant. How do you feel about putting pineapple on pizza? Uh, do what you want. I don't put... Can I enjoy it? You know, I haven't had pineapple on pizza in ages. I had it as a kid. It's all yeah. right. Yeah, I don't have strong feelings either way. No. Bigger fish to fry. Some, some people get really. People get very, very upset by that. It's like the people who, like, oh, did you say scone or scone? Shut oh. up. <laughs> Remember they, they did a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle pizza when I was young and they put blue apple on it? That's weird. That's My weird. dad is mental, right? <laughs> and I came home once from school and he had taken up cooking and he's a very experimental man apparently mm. <laughs> and he put, used to put strawberry on pizza oh. and not with like, uh, I know you can get sweet pizzas now with like Nutella or something like that and this was strawberry and then with like tomato cheese yeah. and all the peppers and all that stuff. He's a maniac. Yeah. yeah. I, I like weird food but don't come no. to my house. <laughs> Slice Wrestling are reporting that Bray Wyatt could be making a return to WWE programme shortly. Wyatt's been off programming for a couple of months following injury, but he's been cleared since November. He appeared at Starcade, but hasn't been on TV since. So, how would you like to see Wyatt booked when he returns? He's going to join Daniel Bryan and Rowan to go full circle. I can't see him as a subordinate. You see him as... Sub- he'll come of it and he'll, um, he'll see him as Strowman. Well, that could be good. I can't see him as a subordinate, though. But... Uh, I reckon he'll, I reckon he'll, team with, he'll, come, he'll come to the aid of Strowman. I think they're going to set up... Strowman's going to need some buddies to help him with his feud. Yeah. Uh, so, so, I, I would say normally Owens and Zane, but obviously Owens, it wouldn't make much sense of Owens. 
I think that as well, Nick, but I think it's going to be Angle and John Cena. God. Is that a six-man tag at WrestleMania? No. Nicholas and Nicholas' brother. McIntyre versus John Cena, but they keep on keeping these three men going after Braun Strowman, so I can't see them relinquishing the you know this this match so uh, um, you know I could see Angle and John Cena being added yeah, but I, I wouldn't mind that as a six man tag exhibition match just they can't, they can't have everybody in single matches I'd rather see Drew McIntyre beat John Cena and have that that major match he needs to have mm. to, to reach the next level but I can see it being a six man tag yeah it doesn't have to do it at Mania he's got do it later in the year. Just, sure. just if they want to get everybody on the card, they only want to try and keep it to about 12 matches, 10, 12, 14 matches. They can't have everybody in single matches, they'll have to have some big yeah. matches. <laughs> yeah, I could be a lot of people in that battle royal. I, I, I wouldn't mind a six man tag between the people we've said there. It makes yeah. sense. I think it'd be an interesting match. Yeah, and it'll take up. If it, yeah, don't give, give it ten minutes of just people just battering each other. Just doesn't, it doesn't have to be a technical classic. So, <laughs> just have it. Yeah, have Braun Strowman throwing things at people. That's all, that's all you really need. We have a partnership with PowerSlam.tv where you can get a month's free subscription by using the promo code Broken Free, and you get access to over 110 promotions for thousand hours of content so that's promo code broken free on friday i'll be joined by the interview queen alicia atut where we discuss musical based gimmicks covering everything from the doctor of Thugonomics to the kiss demon in wcw plus we discuss her career as a whole and if you enjoy the show please follow us on twitter it's at bbgw pod same on facebook and instagram and um, yeah. You okay, Nick? Looks like you fell off your chair. That's right. <laughs> right. Good night. Good night. What a way to an end. Good night, everyone. <laughs> They'll never know if Nick fell off his chair. No, 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 no I didn't. <laughs> oh, you, you don't tell them, Nick. That's the cliffhanger. We get some to tune in next time. I'm currently lying on the floor now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get up. <laughs> <laughs>